What is up, guys? Talking with Tonka, episode 19. We're on our third take here because my computer is being weird as heck. I don't know what is going on. But no co-host today. Benny Hanna had his infamous jury duty. So if you've been following along, he's still dealing with that. We had Mike Lowry scheduled, and he had a, a spontaneous job interview. So good for him. He's getting that money. But today's guest, Tyler Kingsley, yeah, a.k.a. Yeah. Ty Kingsley. Who's calling you Ty? Who's calling you Tyler? Everybody calls me Ty now. Okay. But my mother calls me Ty. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I get that. You know, uh, so, I, so it's now that we, uh, my mom passed away in 2010, but when when I was born, my name was Evan Eric Vanderslice. Okay. Not Eric Evan. So my dad switched on her, never told her. Really? Until the birth certificate came in the mail. Okay. <laughs> so she was calling me Evan for like the first three weeks of my life. That's funny. Yeah. So when she got mad at me when I was growing up, she would call me Evan. That's how oh, I knew wow. I was in trouble. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, God. The streetlights came on and I wasn't inside. They were screaming Evan. And people people had no idea that my, that was my real name. Yeah. So people were like, uh, who's Evan? And that's I was hilarious. Like, oh, that's me. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. So my dad was, uh, my dad's, my dad's an OG man. So he's does whatever. That's a baller move. Right. He's like, I didn't like the way this sounded. My mom was real big into like soap operas okay. and stuff. So she like named me after like someone on general hospital, all my children or something. Like one of her favorite characters, like his name was Evan or something That's like hilarious. that. Yeah. So, but my dad was like, yeah, I don't like the way this sounds at all. That's so funny. Yeah. And he has like a traditional, like, like old guy name like his thomas francis so like yeah. i figure that's like he was born in 1931 so i feel like that's like a that's like a grandpa it's name. fitting like for an, the time yeah though. for like an old like you're not hearing yeah. eric back then yeah like you're, you're hearing like thomas Stephen, joseph i Tom. have this like ongoing thing with like certain people and i'll say it to my girlfriend all the time i'm like who looks at a baby and is like <laughs> like ethel you know what i mean yeah, like yeah, there's like, like certain names you're like this is so bad i'm trying to think of some other ones there's like like who's who's naming their kid like an old like Eleanor or Helen? Yeah, like no offense if you did that. If there's a lot of but. there's a lot of like very like antiquated names, right? So it's funny we're like it, like there was one. Oh my god, I'm trying to think of it. But it was like a it was like a baby like. Who names the baby Fred? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> we're like, that's a Fred. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, but that baby I feel like, has to be ugly. Oh, you know uh, yeah. I mean? So that's another question. I feel like, like I know when I see a baby, I'm like, oh man, that kid is ugly. <laughs> but like, I feel like they're all ugly in the beginning. Uh, I don't know. I and mean, then they kind of grow into themselves. So like, I feel like they all kind of look like aliens, right, like, right out of the womb. And then eventually, a couple weeks later, they start hair start popping up, and it's like, oh, okay, I see it. Yeah, maybe. You know I mean? It depends. But the name thing, I don't fucking understand. Yeah. Like. like where are you getting these names like my my niece has a like well like i call her my niece but it's my cousin her name is rain so like that's a cool name that's baller I right love that. i'd love it's, cool. it's a cool Spanish. name but like how are you coming up with that name yeah like i never asked my cousin I'm like like how did you like come up with that name you just like going through a book you're like oh that looks cool yeah, yeah I mean, I and then there's like estefan like, what the <laughs> like where are you coming up with this weird, stuff weird you know i had like a second cousin named this and like so yeah. it sounded cool and then you're are you, you ever watch seinfeld my dad's like a diehard Seinfeld guy. Okay, I, I love Larry David, so I love Curb Your Enthusiasm, uh, good which makes sense. So it's like more closer to my generation's yeah, 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 version yeah. of Seinfeld as right. opposed to me. Like, like yeah. Seinfeld ended, I think, like before I was born or within a couple years of me being born. Right. So I get, I get the humor. Yeah. How you old are you? I'm 28. Okay, so yeah, you're right in that time zone, uh, time area. Yeah. So. Uh, the reason why I asked because there was a whole episode on how George wanted to name his first kid Soda. <laughs> okay. I think it was Soda. I'm pretty sure it was Soda. When my dad listens to this, he'll have notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think it was Soda. Or no, yeah, because he was like, um, no, no, it wasn't Soda. Was it Soda? I'm pretty sure it was Soda. But anyway, he told someone and they were like, oh my God, that's so unique. I love it. That's so funny. You know what I mean? And then yeah. he's like, what about Seven? 
<laughs> and I was like, "That's actually kind of cool." Right, it's a cool middle name. Right, seven. That'd be kind of yeah. cool. But soda. I was like, "Yeah, I would. I would. I can get. I love soda. <laughs> I mean, not right now. I'm dieting, but you get it. But like, that is like, I always. We should put a poll out on my Instagram. Is like, where do people get their names from? <laughs> like, like, I have no idea. Yeah, you know, because like, I can look at this poster over this Back to the Future poster and be like, Leah, that's a popular name. Yeah, Thomas, Allen, well, Stephen. Like, look, there's Christopher Lloyd. Like Lloyd yeah. is another like. Yeah, that's an ugly baby name. Right, and it's why is there two L's? Yeah, <laughs> like one was enough. That's the confusion. <laughs> We're like Bob. That's another one. Yeah, like this that's... baby. It's not Robert. It's just Bob. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't have no arms, no legs, yeah. and he's floating in the water. Yeah. <laughs> you ever see those things? Those little, like, yeah. those memes, like, you have the doormat that says, you know, I have no arms, no legs. What's my name? And it's yeah, a yeah. doormat. <laughs> you know? Um, so, what, like, do you have a middle name? You have a middle name? Zachary. Like, Zach? Wow. Zachary. You have two cool names. I do. I it's so like- funny because my, so I think my parents wanted to name me Zachary. Mm-hmm. And then you they look like a Zach. And then they use yeah. it as my middle name. But growing up, like my group of friends, there were like three Nicks, two Johns, and then Tyler. And, and my best friend's name is Zach. Oh, wow. And so it was just like this weird thing. We would always joke like, oh, we're like the odd two. Like that's yeah. why we were best friends. Yeah. And then now my duo partner, his name is Zach. Oh, wow. So jokingly, I called him 2.0, uh, uh, but <laughs> okay. I love him to death. But yeah, it's just so funny. So yeah, my middle name is Zachary. Damn, two cool names. I got two boring names. That's cool. Eric Evan. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll call your dad, see if I want to swap him up. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, do you, which one do you like better? You like, like Zachary better? He's like, yeah. yes. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. You'll probably say no. But. Works for me. <laughs> I don't like either. Yeah. Do, he do wants you, to name me Evan. Do you, <laughs> do you go by that full name on your driver's license? Uh, It's... I think it's just Tyler Kingsley. So actually, yeah. I my birth name is Tyler Zachary Komarowski. Not oh, okay. Many people know that. Is Kingsley made up? Yeah, it is. Stop. Yeah, I swear to God. I swear to God. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Is this a talk of a talk exclusive? This is like, it's definitely not an exclusive. It's definitely public knowledge. Oh, okay. I didn't know um, that. I'm not like shy about it. So I think that's how you are on Instagram and Facebook. But it makes it's sense. It's like Ty Kingsley. Yeah, yeah I mean, it makes sense because that's where you go while but, you work. Um, but. Yeah, so and it was funny because when you brought up the name change thing, I was like, oh, like I have a funny connection to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my birth name, my birth certificate and everything, and, and most legal documents is like Tyler Zachary Komarowski, my birth name. Yeah. Um, I did legally change it to Kingsley after years. I used it, <clears throat> excuse me, as a stage name. Yeah. And, you know, realistically, like for working as a contractor for all of these venues, yeah. pretty much oh, all over the God. East Coast, rather than going through like... For me, it was actually creating imposter syndrome as I was like, well, it's Ty Kingsley, but it's Tyler Kamarowski. Can you make the check and the legal right, and the yeah. taxes? Um, and after some time, I was like, I went to my father and I was like, hey, look, like I just want to let you know because I do value my relationship with him a lot. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to change my name. And I, and I did. Yeah. And How, I how's that to, process go? It's really not that bad. You go downtown, you fill out some paperwork and you prove that you're not trying to like beat child support or like get <laughs> out of like a conviction of something. Yeah. 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 And you, I think it's like 500 bucks and they process you and then they are like, Hey, congrats. You're like a newborn person. So yeah. Holy shit. So yeah. So some people like knew about it from the jump people I grew up with. And yeah, stuff like yeah, that. yeah. 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 And then some people, honestly, like if it comes up in conversation like this, yeah. I'm more than happy to be open and share holy shit like, what i did and why i did it yeah and i, I that makes fully, total sense though because yeah. like i have an llc now uh because you know i think you reached out to me about stratus which i'm going to talk to you about off camera because i did bring you up to them um <laughs> he's got some beef no off, it wasn't it wasn't that they're actually doing budget cuts so that's why they they can't bring in anything new but yeah. that's why I, I guess i don't have to talk about it off camera i'll tell you right now yeah they're like they're th- talking about like 
literally just having a DJ Friday, Saturday, and that's it. And I was like, oh, God. Like, I'll be honest. That, that venue is more geared towards DJs. It was cool. I did uh, right. Wednesdays last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly think like having you on like like a happy hour on like Thursday and Friday makes total sense. But it may be even down in like their bar area downstairs, yeah. that Red Owl Tavern would make well, total sense. So I saw that, and I was trying to make a connection between that and a, a, a mutual acquaintance of ours. Yeah. Uh, and I, I would call him a friend of mine put me in that venue last year so i didn't want to like step on his toes but i was like oh this seems interesting and then you and i wound up just by chance you told me at the um at the w fest you were like yeah, yeah i just got stratus and i was like oh okay like i saw yeah yeah, yeah. talk to you and um so they do like the wine hour yeah on wednesdays in that in that like lobby area yeah. that weird it's really nice yeah it feels like you're in a library though you're yeah like, it's so weird going on yeah they would do that, and then you would have to set up and play, and then break down, and then go upstairs, and then do the other three hours. So it was like kind of like an it's annoyance, and it was yeah. a weird thing. Um, yeah, I would have brought two set, like two sets of speakers. <laughs> well, it's also one of those things. Like once you, for me, like I'm like, dude, this cuts into your entertainment time. Like this is not. Yeah. Uh, That's like 45 minutes at this least. This is not a logistic. Like this is not a logical move at all. But whatever. That's what they wanted. Yeah. Um, but then. At that venue, when you get to the top floor on the elevator, you got to get off and go up, up three, three flights, flights of stairs. Of stairs. Yeah. I was like, dude, come on. There is another elevator, though. It's, I asked for a service elevator last year, and they were like, uh. It's right around like, the side. It's weird. Yeah. It's, it's I actually, was like, all right, yeah. whatever. And it's only turned on like certain hours. It's so weird. I'm sure when they're just sending up the liquor and whatever else. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely going probably, up there. It's definitely that's going the up there. I was like, how do you guys get your booze up there? And they're like, yeah. of course, you can't get like a straight answer. But yeah, that's, that's funny but, how that works. But yeah, I It is what it is. Yeah, because like, they they want they don't want to make it a club there. And I'm like, it's 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 a lounge. Upscale, though. It's, it's, it's definitely upscale. I can see it being an upscale nightclub. Like you sell bottle service. Like just keep it the way it is. Like leave it alone. Yeah. Like I have improved it. Like the numbers have went up since I took over. That's good. So like um because I'm actually like making flyers for them, doing all these doing this extra work mm-hmm. to kind of bring my brand up. Right. And I'm like, they're it's working. So. Yeah leave me alone <laughs> yeah but to get back to what i was saying i had i llc'd my i llc'd that brand okay because you know i had they they only it's, it's weird when they're when i'm sending one check for a million gazillion dollars i'm not trying to get that my my name taxed to that right yeah so you could have just llc'd tyler kingsley yeah which i mean i did recognize that yeah um, that i still could have had a, a separate avenue where it would have been like a like an air quotes business name yeah versus uh you know like my my birth legal given name whatever you want to call it yeah and i just kind of weighed out the options and i was like i knew how it made me feel for yeah for years and i was just very much like this is what i'm gonna do this yeah. is my career and i'm gonna where did kingsley come from so i had a band when i was like 18 to 20 called could have been kings and so the band ended like three guys were like it was like me and three other guys two of the guys were working their way through college and they were like this is like a fun thing but i'm not making it a career the one guy like it was just like so unreliable so i was kind of like all right i'm gonna keep doing this on my own so when the band ended i went and played on a tv show up in new york and i was like i'm not using tyler kamarowski i'm just not using yeah this. yeah yeah so this is going to be a stage name and then from that moment on for probably three or four years it was just you know, I have close enough relationships that I didn't feel completely weird about explaining, but yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I'm just going to make this leap and, and I'm going to do this. And what, it, what was this show in New York? What was that? It was shot at the, I forget the name of the school. It was like Lehman College or Lehman something, but it's up in the Bronx. Okay. And it was more so, um, 
uh, God, how do I verbalize it? It was more so like local to New York and local. So like to a PBS, but in New York, almost along like a public those access lines. kind of thing. It was like a step above public access, but it was, it was just more so geared towards people in New York and in, okay. in that region. Gotcha. So, so that we was have, kind we have of, stations like that here where you can only get, you can get it on regular, you know, TV cable without paying for it. That right. kind of deal. Okay. Yeah. And, and they were doing like, they were early into like the streaming game with like Facebook and I think even Instagram at the time where they were oh, like, wow. let's get, you know, pump this out a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, so that was really just kind of like the beginning of moving forward and, and yeah. doing my thing. So what was the show about? It was a mix of all these different like musicians and, mm-hmm. and just people in the arts. Okay. So they were featuring and highlighting all these people and I got to go on, do a quick little interview and then perform. Okay. Kind of like how you would do it on any kind of talk show where you, you, you know, yeah, so you shoot like the shit Jimmy's for 90 th- seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're like, boom, here's we the song. We should have did that today. Sure <laughs> yeah, to come back. Yeah, yeah, right. I, get, I, get, I, have a, I used to have a drum kit here. I don't have it anymore. Oh, but, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, do you play any other instruments besides guitar? I play piano, obviously sing. And yeah. I wouldn't call myself a drummer, but if I sit behind a kit, I can make noise and it'll sound decent. Yeah, yeah. You if, know, you could, can, if you could play the piano and the guitar, you kind of know what, you know, I feel like... I feel like those three instruments, if you know keys and tempos and everything, you can get the feel well, for it. Well, I just, I mean, drumming is just more, you said it best, like it's feel. Yeah. Right? So it's kind of like dancing. You could just like, yeah. you're either doing it or you're not. You yeah. got to have rhythm and groove and yeah, stuff Yeah, like I was that, a drummer so. for 10 years. So, okay. Yeah. So I, if you can I sit, sit behind a kit and I'm like, if you give me like, I used to be able to hear a song one time and could play at least half yeah. of it without the fills. I could play like the bass beat, Well, the yeah, bass if you beat, can of sit course. in the pocket, you're, yeah. you're set. The fills is where always I was like, I always had a problem with like double bass pedaling and like stuff like that, but I played for like eight to 10 years. And then like, I was like, never really got into a band. Uh-huh. Like my dad made me like learn how to write the music for the kit and like play the kit. And, That's like, cool. Yeah. So I know how to do all that. Yeah. I don't, if you, I, I'm going to be able to write it right now. I don't think, but, um, he used to make me like go to these classes where the guy would, he, he was actually kind of amazed cause I can hear it one time and start to write it. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, and then I was like, I was like, maybe I have something here, and then it's never did anything with it. Never got into a band, and or then anything. started scratching. Yeah, no, actually, I forget why I got out of drumming. I did something else after, but I was a b boy for a long time. That's how I got. I was a break dancer, and then that okay. took me for that took me everywhere. Yeah, I was I was on Jimmy Fallon once. Oh, really? Yeah, That's I dope. was like, yeah. I, people have been begging me to post that video. You should. I probably should. It's on like an old computer. I don't have to like dig it. Up. It's a pain in the ass. But it's it's actually pretty funny. I had a mohawk. I was like. 220 pounds but the wrong 220 yeah, kind of yeah, yeah, yeah but it was it was funny it was like a cool cool little banter thing but breakdance it took me everywhere i ever, ever wanted to go california all these places for events nice and then i hurt myself but i was working in a nightclub and then i got into djing okay. and then i haven't turned back since yeah <laughs> you know what i mean but yeah you're so, set now yeah right so is singing all you do you have uh, a well, day job? So, yeah. I mean, so music is my full-on career, my full-on job. Yeah. yeah. So nice. I perform about 250 shows a year. Okay. And in the last year, I started booking acts. Uh, I now book for just shy of 20 venues. Wow. Between Philly and Jersey. Yeah. Is so that all under Ty Kingsley, or mm-hmm. do you have an LLC? It's, yeah, it's just under Ty Kingsley, really. And actually, wow. yeah. So You should definitely LLC. Off, well, man. off- off uh off mic we'll get into the okay the, i was gonna the, say the side of it yeah I, gonna, I know what you're talking yeah, about yeah yeah because like i got because when, when i was doing everything under i don't Earth, collect people's checks that's why i don't collect oh people's checks. okay you let I, them get I their get own paid commissions oh smart yeah. okay yeah so that's what i was like if i'm doing all these bookings no, no, no. i would never i don't collect people's because that was my pitch going in there i was like would you rather write five checks or one check 
That was right. like that was like a big selling point. They were yeah. like, I was like, do you want to do less work or more work? Yeah. I can literally taking three things away from you. I'm doing your your social media posts, I'm doing all of your payroll, and I'm doing the bookings. Right. So you don't have to do nothing but post something now. Yeah. Like I'm taking care of the rest. And that was like the huge thing. Yeah. Like they wanted that. They were like, I, I think take less me, off their plate. Yeah, like for me, like there's a number of people that I work with now yeah. that in the next probably three years, I would really consider trying to have exclusivity with them. Okay. If I were to do that, then it would go under an LLC. Yeah. And it would just be more so like my full on commitment to getting them work rather than the venues come to me and they give me blank calendars and they're like, here's what we need. Here's what our budget is. Go for it. Um, and yeah. then I work on a commission basis, which is nice. So it's not yeah, that that's awesome. collecting people's pay and doing payroll and all this. Yeah. Honestly, extra legwork. Yeah, that's my Wednesdays. Um, <clears throat> Wednesdays is for Photoshop, payroll, yeah. and invoices. It's it's I'm only doing one one and a half venues right now, and yeah. it's that's that's a lot. But that's the thing. Look at the difference. I can book in volume because the turnaround's quicker. Yeah, just as it, on a commission basis, as opposed to you collecting, cashing, yeah. writing the checks, yeah. or doing it, paying through Venmo, whatever it is yeah, you're yeah, doing, yeah. filing, getting everybody's getting you know, everybody signed up for Apple Pay was like the hardest thing. <laughs> I'm like, don't you want your money? I was like, like you have an iPhone, just yeah, sign up for it. Yeah, I would yeah. send them the thing. I was like, I could do Zelle or, or Apple Pay because I yeah. got kicked off Venmo. <clears throat> I, I PayPal. I'm trying not to pay fees. I was like. Apple Pay or Zelle, pick yeah. one. You don't have it, then I guess you're not working. Yeah. <laughs> you're not yeah. getting paid. Make my life easier. Yeah. I'm giving you two gigs a month. This make my life easier. Yeah. You know, and that and that was like the thing with the LLC too, because I was like, I don't want all this money coming under Eric Vanderslice. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I was like, I try to fly under the radar on there as as my because right. it's just my, with my DJ money. You know what I mean? So I was like, all right, let me make this an LLC, and then anything. I can you put my gas through there and all these other things. So it yeah. kind of made sense. And I think next year I'm going to LLC DJ Tonka too. Nice. I didn't do that. I should have did that already, but I didn't because everyone called, everyone knows my real name because I went for my real name for a little while. So when people write checks, they don't never write it to DJ Tonka. Thank God. That's, <laughs> I was like, I never had to hilarious. deal with that. <laughs> like, thank, so that might, like, I can see why you changed the name though. Cause that could be real. That could be a pain in the ass. Cause like on the bottom of all my invoices in bold, it says pay check to Eric Vanderslice real big. Yeah. Like do not write their DJ Tonka. Yeah. Cause I mean, there was, listen, there's a lot of, there's a lot of factors into why I did it the way that I did. Yeah. Some people will agree. Some people will disagree. Some people that I, I'm even close to will still be like, maybe you should have, maybe you shouldn't have, whatever. Yeah, but for yeah. me, I was like, this is what I want to do with my life. Right. It just and makes I'm gonna, sense. And I'm going to live my life the way I want to. But um, yeah. I mean, Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> same. same. Yeah. And that's one that's, you know, I have a I have a lot of conflicts in my life sometimes because I live my life the way I want to live it. If you don't like it, the door's right there. Sure. You know what I mean? Because there's really... If you're living someone else's life, not your own, what's the point of living it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you want to live for you. And my biggest thing was even if I was going to go down the route of LLCing it, which I know eventually there might be an opportunity where I, like I just said, if I'm yeah. exclusive with people, yeah. then yeah, if I'm going to collect the checks and make the whole thing happen, then yeah, of yeah. course. However, it's my biggest thing, thing. I, I don't mind doing the extra work. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. my whole career, but um, the biggest thing was feeling like I just wasn't living my truth and i know how right. ironic that can sound no it makes sense i was yeah. born something else and someone else but i feel like i just have to give it everything that i have to make the career right what i want it to be and in the last couple of years it's really fallen into a really healthy place where it's become that. everything yeah. that i ever wanted it to be and that's that's funny you say healthy place but i'm still chasing more i'm still yeah no you gotta keep chasing man and that's what you know it's so funny he actually just called me i don't know do you know rhino 
Yeah. Yeah. So me and him, he, me and him actually had this conversation. He's actually going to be on the podcast soon. Um, this thing of never being satisfied and just want to keep chasing. Yeah. Right. And it's like, it's I, hard, dude. It, it's hard. It's really hard to feel that way. But sometimes when you're in, in doing what you love to do every day, it's like, I can't see myself doing anything else. Uh, yeah. hundred percent. Cause I had a day job for a little while. Okay. But, What'd you do? I was uh, IT basically, like okay. nerd shit. That's cool. <laughs> but yeah. I was good at it. <laughs> I was good at it. So no, I was that's like, cool, man. You know, so I, I can see how like once I, now we're both doing what we love to do yeah. all the time, you can't stop chasing because then the, what, what happens to the love of it anymore? Well, I don't know. I mean, I like from my personal experience, it's so funny. There have been moments where I was chasing and so hard and so like tunnel vision that I overlooked moments that I should have just sat in myself and been grateful. So like I remember, and I would always have like these metrics of success. Like I remember when I put out my first like solo record, I was like 22. And I remember thinking like when one of these songs hits a hundred thousand streams, that was like a marker for me for some reason. I was like, when it hits a hundred thousand, I'm going to feel so great. And it surpassed it by like 50,000 streams. And I didn't even realize it at the time. Uh, so when I went back and looked at it, I was like, oh, I forgot to be happy for myself. Yeah, like, seriously. Because you were too busy chasing. And it's like, you know, fortunately I've been on, you know, like done some other spots on TV shows. I've had, you know, DJ Nine, huge shout out to him. Yeah. He hooked me up big time with Q102 a couple years ago when I was on there regularly. Yeah. And in the moment, like I almost forgot to be happy and not grateful like i'm always i truly every day i'm like this is awesome i'm grateful for yeah. what i do but i should have asked him the co-host that i didn't yeah it would have been good yeah. next time yeah i never never thought about that but it's one of those things like there's a lot of times where i won't stop to smell the roses like i hate yeah. that expression but it's the best way to describe it i won't stop and just be like damn I'm, I'm killing it right now or hey i'm really happy with this yeah you know rather than like like you know how it is with booking. Yeah, you're booking six plus months in advance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just got an email the other day for a wedding for 2025, and I was like, partially, I, I was like, let's go. And a part of me was like, oh my god, I don't even know what I'll be doing in two no, years. No, so I, so I, I like, always tell them to, to reach back to out a year, moment. a year out. I always tell them to come back a year out. I was like, I can't guarantee I'm going to be living here. I can't guarantee any of those things. So I jokingly said to my girlfriend, I was like, I, am I going to be alive in two years? What's going to be going on? She yeah. was like, don't say that. I was like, all right, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm obviously like, kidding. Yeah. But, like, but for real, I like, get what you're saying. Cause I had a, I had a bride. I just did her wedding. Um, was it April? Probably the middle, beginning of April, maybe. I'm not really sure. End of April. Um, and she tried booking me like a year and a half, two years out. I was like, I was like, listen, I was like, I would gladly do your wedding. I'll lock the date in. I'll gladly take the deposit. <laughs> right. Well, no. So that's what I told her. I don't take a deposit over a year and a half out. I'll take it a year out. Not- so you'll pencil it in, but then it's like, let's revisit this Let's revisit this conversation in a year. That's actually a good call. Yeah, because- Because then you're not like- lock to it and right. then if you got to make a move right exactly and that's and like with weddings too especially because there's so much involved yeah right and my contract specifically states because now with the phillies and stuff like that like we have to make sure we're available to do things and do yeah. other events with them so it's like if something comes up i'm ditching your wedding i'm sorry right like i'm ditching it but i'm sending someone else in my place and mm-hmm. in my contract it specifically says if something comes up and dj katanka cannot do it he gives you the option to cancel or get uh with with your full refund of your deposit or send us a um a sub um uh, adequate replacement yeah gotcha and but people you know book me to book me so i totally understand but right you know the only thing i'm ditching your wedding for is um the phillies the phillies that's pretty much <laughs> yeah. it because i because like that money is just so good 
Like, wedding yeah. money is where it's at, man. Yeah, man. And that's why I, I'm kind of glad I have an assistant now. Uh, my niece does all my, like, bookings for that, and she's so good. That's awesome. Yeah, because I, I saved her butt twice <laughs> doing her, her wedding. So she, she has a different last name now because she got married, obviously. So uh when she's like oh he did my wedding he we did this this and this so her upsell game is on point well i was gonna say <laughs> it, it, it's it's easy to hype yourself up yeah to a client right yeah, yeah. and just say how great you are and yeah, like, whatever yeah. and how they, why they should choose you but i feel like when it's, but coming, when from, it's coming from someone that had the experience right yeah and especially a woman talking to another woman it was like no brainer and yeah, she's man. out of work right now cause she's had a baby it's like he's almost a year old now so it was it was a match made in heaven i was like when you nice. go back to work you still have to work yeah. so <laughs> you know what i mean she doesn't get too busy because i only do like maybe 10 weddings a year not i'm not to the, you know smooth level or anybody else's level that does weddings all the time mm -hmm. i'm trying to get there yeah. um because i do weddings for other people as mc though i'm like an oh, MC. okay I, to be honest i would get love to get to the point where i'm not djing them anymore i'm just emceeing yeah <clears throat> because i feel like I, I just love talking on the microphone. Right. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. So I feel like I, it's like, and people say I'm good at it. So I'm like, I'd rather do that and get paid the same amount of money. Right. You know what I mean? Because it's like a lot less pressure. But, you know, the I I book a lot of my weddings while I'm DJing in the nightclubs. Yeah, like, that makes sense. Yeah. Every, I think, I think I've done, let's say 30 <laughs> weddings and 20 of them were brides that met me at the nightclub. They had such a good time. They were like, what's your contact info? You're well, DJing my wedding. The same thing as your niece upselling to someone over the phone or on a zoom call yeah. or whatever when they get that first person experience whether if it's from her upselling or them seeing it right and being there and just right. like audibly and optically like seeing and yeah. hearing and feeling the energy and the vibe and your presence it'll it'll help sell yeah like it'll help bring people in so have you i know you do weddings too yeah have you ever had a bad wedding experience I have. That's what to see if you had. So, so two things. So, I started doing weddings when I was 21, and from 21 to 23, I was with the Rockets. Yeah, you know they were pretty popular at the time uh, in Philadelphia and, and traveled all over. Yeah, so I did a lot of weddings with them, and I saw the good side, the bad side. But really, for me, it was like I got hired to show up here under the Rockets umbrella, so it's not really my responsibility to do these. Yeah, you know all these extracurricular things. Right. Um, I I can't say I've had. A terrible wedding. I really can't. Really? Okay. I've and like once I left and branched out on my own, I started small. Like I would just do ceremony or, or just uh, cocktail. Yeah. And then I started upselling. Like you know, we could do ceremony and cocktail together and stuff like that. And I had a girl that played with me. She played violin. So oh, it was very it, dude. It was yeah. it was very fitting for that that vibe. Yeah. And I would, you know, if they wanted a playlist before or whatever, I'd run it no problem. Yeah. And then I started getting into with my as I've kind of branded it party duo. Yeah, um, it's perfect. perfect yeah, and you've that. seen yeah. it. Yeah, it's really so good. So that show works for reception. Mm -hmm. And oh, yeah, now we're booking it for receptions. Nice. And I'm subbing out all of the... Um, all the cocktail hour and, and smart majority of the ceremony responsibilities. So yeah. really, I can book everything like front to back, but I can walk in and uh, really just focus on delivering yeah. in... It in makes the, total in the reception. Sense. I was going to ask you if you did that because, like, what you guys put on the show, you guys put on, I could see working at a wedding. You're getting yeah. both aspects. You're getting live music, like the band, yeah. and then you're getting the DJ aspect too with the you know the background track that's playing. Yeah, that was the biggest thing. Like, I, so I had this idea for, for the longest time. Honestly, I had this idea of taking the the, the strongest elements of the cover bands and the strongest elements of the DJing, and I knew I could do both in a way 
that would it would feel fresh um and feel like it was you know different a little bit and kind yeah. of like that like niche yeah kind of thing um but it was still familiar enough where people aren't like w- like what are we watching you yeah know, no it confusing. makes total sense what you're doing so yeah. my biggest thing was and the rockets certain songs we did play to backing tracks but when i was young i was like you can't play the backing tracks man and then yeah. as i got older i was like i could de- i can utilize these in a way that will enhance my show more than I could ever do yeah. with, with other musicians. There are certain sounds you truly cannot uh, replicate. Oh no! Or, or recreate. Yeah, yeah. You know, the guitar uh, especially live with with elements. I mean, yeah. I've seen certain shows where people will play certain dance songs, and if it doesn't have like you see like a band do like Dua Lipa song, and it doesn't have that full body backing track. Yeah, yeah. It, it does. It sounds empty. It sounds different. Yeah, because that bass drum's not going to sound like an eight hundred eight or something yeah. like that. Yeah. But I really wanted to take you know, what I felt were the best parts of the cover band scene and also the DJing side of it and try to put it together in a way that I could present it to people for yeah. like these high-end corporate events, which I've done, weddings now, which we're starting to do more of, you know, the W Fest, which was huge. Yeah. Shout out to Smooth for that plug. Love you. Yeah. Um, so stuff like that and it all came together really nice. But the biggest thing was me accepting, like I had to get on stage and be like, and believe in this yeah. and really, really not feel weird about like, oh, we're playing the back of tracks. It's, but it's a duo and if it's not an acoustic type of vibe. No, at all. We're there to like yeah. rip it. So, well, that's why I think you, by you having the backing track, you're getting the bass, you're getting the actual thump of the song. Yeah. So it's helping a lot. You yeah. I mean? You, I mean, it's like so full body. Yeah. And then, of course, we are playing live bass there. So we like, you know, our mix is very specific. We we do have it down to a science now, which is nice. Yeah. And the coolest thing is like the one compliment we've gotten at seriously almost every show we've done in yeah. the last year. It's only been a year. People will come up like, I did not expect you to sound like that. Because mm-hmm. they see two guys setting up. They're like, oh, maybe they'll play whatever. And yeah. we're just like going for it. Like so, Matchbox 20 or something. Yeah. So and, th- and we'll do stuff like that. Yeah. But you know we're not afraid to do like Earth, Moon, and Fire. Yeah, like I said, Dua Lipa. We'll do yeah. old hip hop stuff. So yeah, we I've really, heard it. It's great. And the coolest thing was like I felt like if I could really feel comfortable using the tracks, then there's a lot of songs that we could do that would just sound better yeah. live. Yeah, you know what I mean? no, it sounds so, great. I love it. I loved it. I was like, because I, I was kind of I didn't never heard you live like that yet. So I was like, I was I I was I'm gonna be honest. I didn't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. And then when I heard it, I was like, wow. I was like, this was dope. And I was like, that's why I kind of want to have you on too, because you're branching off into this new experience that yeah people may not know what it is. So like, this is good to kind of talk yeah. about it. No, I really sure. appreciate that. And it's it's one of those things where it's taken me a bit of time to understand like how to verbalize it in the most simple of terms, like, like the easiest <laughs> Trust way. Me. Yeah. But you know, cause I, I did the DJ drummer thing for a while and that's cool. I love, yeah. I love like these like alternative types of shows. Yeah. Not that I don't like cover bands. I love the cover bands and I love the DJs, but I wanted to see a product yeah. that had a little bit of everything to offer. Right. And the great thing for, especially yeah. for weddings is oh, <laughs> we can still do well financially, but it's, it, it is significantly cheaper to work with us than it is to work with like a five, six, seven piece band. That oh, has for sure. Three, yeah. four sound guys and yeah, trucks. I mean, we it's roll wild. up, we set it up in 40 minutes and we're ready to rock. And wow. It's like What's your can, setup look like? So we use EVs. We don't use subs. Like the, the EVs actually have built in subs. So it's pretty clutch. So which one? Oh, the EV towers? Not towers. They are just, raised? Just tops. Like just the ones oh, that you I, just post up. They're 18s. Oh, I have 15. I have the 15, <clears throat> uh, the 15 
for all the, the technology 15s. nerds, EL, ELP 15s, the ones in the wood cabinet. Oh, uh, okay. So it sounds like you have a sub. Yeah. Like, and they're old. They're like 12 years old. I got the amps replaced both one time in each, and they just thump. Man. I recently upgraded. Um, oh, okay. The 15s were cool, and they really kicked, but we wanted just more. <laughs> so we were yeah. like, let's just get 15s. Um, so, and that was so funny. We were playing in uh, somewhere in Jersey, and the one fifteen the 115 like blew up <laughs> we, were, oh, we were rocking but we were we weren't even pushing red on the mixer but it was i've had them for so long yeah and they were old as hell they were beat to shit yeah so mine, i, was I like, tell you my mine um mine randomly would stop <clears throat> just stop producing sound they would pop when i turned them on so was, that's usually an amp or some yeah. kind of power supply yeah. and that happened both times in one so now they're both replaced they should yeah. last me another 10 years and I, yeah. so that's why i can't justify buying another set i was like because Sometimes if I need a if I need um if I need better sound for a wedding because of the bigger bigger venue, yeah, I'll just sub it out and I'll just work with another DJ that has it and I'll just split my pay with them. Yeah, you know what I mean I'll just do it like that because like I'm gonna be honest, I can't DJ a five hour reception by myself. Really? I I just don't feel comfortable doing it just because I've been in like because I asked you about the you know, having those weddings where like any bad bad experience i've had bad experiences okay where i've had a bridezilla that wanted me to do it but she wanted this specific kind of music and i was like i'm gonna be honest with you because you're my friend i'm telling you right now i if i can't if i can't do my normal thing and i play off what just you want me to do no one's gonna dance okay and she's like i don't care i was like all right dude and you know what and that it's like soul crushing but in those instances, for me at least, the business side of me kicks in. I'm like, you're you're willing to pay me. I'm going to come. Right. I'm going to give you what you want. Right. I'll and- try to talk you out of it at least once. <laughs> yeah, I tried politely. twice. Yeah. I've had I have had clients like that where maybe their their musical interest just didn't line up completely, and I was like, look, like I can do this is my like comfort zone. This is what I do best. Right. So let me try to do that. But I've never had a moment like you said, like oh, dude, a bridezilla, like, and you're like, this is not. So my element there was all. three hours left of the reception. It was a four hour reception. Dinner was over so quick. You're like, I'm out of music. Yeah. Like I'm literally out of what she wanted. She wanted like alternative rock and like she wanted some pop punk stuff, which I know, which I was playing like dancier ones that people would know. Yeah. And, like, and that, that hits if you mix it in. Right. And I did a little bit what she wanted and then no <laughs> one was dancing at all at some points. And, and like tough. people were complaining to me. I was like, listen, she gave me a specific set of rules. I can only do this. Yeah. If you want to talk to her, she's right over there. Yeah. I was like, I'm doing what she wanted me to do, you know? And um, eventually she was like, hey, do your thing. Uh, two hours went by. An hour of that bullshit went by. And then the last two hours, people were dancing the whole time. Yeah, so she let me do whatever I wanted. There has to be a balance between like servitude and also sticking to your guns a little yeah. bit. So there has, hopefully there can be compromise. I've yeah. had a lot of clients where I always, I always offer to send them my song list. Yeah. And I've only had like three or four weddings where they're like, just don't play these six or seven songs. I'm like, great. And they're like, just do it the way you want. As opposed to that, like, you know, for yeah. you where you're like, I have these songs. Yeah. This is all I, I'm allowed to play. I got to do, I, I, do, I sent out a, um, a, a crush sheet where it's like 50 or to 25 to 50 songs that you definitely want to hear at your wedding. So yeah. I can kind of get a vibe of what the bride and groom are like. That's cool. And then I do like a do not playlist. Give me yeah. 10 songs you don't want to hear. Yeah. And it, one lady, oh my god, Beyonce, Earth, Wind, and Fire, like the Bruno best Mars. party songs. Yes, like. all the all the best party songs yeah. are on the Do Not playlist. That's so what funny. are you doing at that point? Oh, I'm just gonna put on iPod and walk away. Yeah, like what do you want me to do? Like you're taking all the fun out of it. That's like that's one thing I'm having a hard time adjusting to is that part of it. Yeah, where I'm used to being able to do whatever the hell I want. Fortunately, I like I said, I haven't really had 
that many like terrible, terrible experiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm hoping that I don't ever run into that. But again, like to your point, you know, your sound and your vibe is very specific and you're yeah. locked into a style. Yeah. My show being a mix of live music and DJing and the yeah. way we utilize the tracks, it's very, very specific. Yeah. So, you know, I've had clients where they've asked me to learn certain songs and I'll learn like up to a certain amount of songs. Yeah. But like, no, I'm like not my gonna, brain can't hold anymore, guys. Um, but I'm not running a whole new set just like for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. There, yeah, there yeah. Is a line. Yeah. If it makes sense, you know I mean? then yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I'm like, well, let's put these seven songs on the, on the DJ set list. And right. And then we'll, we'll learn these three songs. Right. Or, Hey, I can do these three acoustic during your dinner or something. Right. There has yeah, to be yeah, a little yeah. bit of that. Like you're kind of towing the line a little bit, but yeah, that makes sense. Trying to, trying yeah. to make it work and make them happy. I did, um, like I said, I did the DJ drummer thing with my buddy Tommy from the starting line for a little while. Then he moved on to a couple other DJs. And then, um, so that was when I first, I think, when I first like started and I first okay. was in the scene. Yeah. So were you doing this like 2016? <sighs> yeah, probably. Yeah. So, so me and Tommy would do River Paloozas all the time. You guys do OD? No, that was him and Daly. Oh, yeah. Okay. I gotcha. never, I never got to do that. Um, that was a, yeah, actually, it was like a whole, whole story. I won't get into it, but it, this I, is a very politicized yeah, oh, dude, uh, you know, you industry. Yeah, you get it. You get it. Yeah. Um, so I started, uh, do you know Donnie from Fish Out of Water? Yeah. Yeah, so me and Donnie started doing it. We were called DJ Squared because his name is Donnie. I'm a DJ. Yeah. So it was my buddy, John Datilla from Mad River made it up. He's like, yo, what about DJ Squared? He made us a logo and everything. That's awesome. So instead of just playing the drums, he would play the kick drum sometimes and then guitar okay. along with the songs. Yeah. So we tried to make like a mu a new musical experience yeah. about it. You know what I mean? So I was like, so it's kind of like what you're doing. Yeah. But you still have the drummer, um, but he's also playing the guitar as well. So he was doing a lot of extra work. I kind of felt bad sometimes, <laughs> but he always, he's so talented, that he kid. He could play like, everything like so well. Dude, it's amazing. His dad's a beast too. Yeah. yeah. His dad's the man. His dad like low key just like, like I've seen a lot of videos where like his dad will play like the first set with fish out of water. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's crushing it. They're doing like yeah. the best songs, doing like Boston and shit like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Coolest stuff ever. Yeah. But he was in a band for a long time. Inclined, inclined family. Yeah. If you talented. ever get this, I went to his, uh, we used to practice in his parents' basement. Okay. The amount of collectible guitars they have hanging on that wall, man. It was, well, Donnie's always throwing up videos too. And it's always a different guitar. Yeah. And I'm like, that's like a $3,000. And then it's like another one. And then another yeah. one. But yeah, they're just very much like they're very musically inclined. Yeah. And they're just such good people. Oh, dude. Yeah, and it was uh, his band kept getting mad because I was getting him booked with me more, and but I would make sure I was going around their schedule, right? So if they were off, but then got a last minute gig, he couldn't do it because he was already committed with me. That's tough. So it was like you know it was hard to toe that line where it was like you know he didn't want to let his band down and this that and the other thing. So we kind of yeah. like slowly stop doing it and it sucks because i think really if we really marketed it what right because we had a light show we had every, i had my yeah. buddy there programming lights like it was perfect our first yeah. show was really good and we did a couple of shows after that and they went really really well but like i said his band has started getting in, getting involved and it was like kind of the end of it it's, but. it is tough when there's musicians that are doing multiple like projects at once and yeah it's, oh, dude like the the schedules are always going to conflict yeah so it's tough and like so for me like my thing with zach who's my partner for my show he plays in an original band and they're fucking killer they're good yeah. they're really good and it's like heavy shit it's not dance stuff it's, it's like, like heavy metal it's he not heavy metal it's just like like a, a, one extension of hardcore i guess you could okay. say kind of like pop punk ish roots okay. emo stuff, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's just heavy yeah really really good stuff they're called poeta okay but our thing is like i book six plus months in advance so i'm like dude 
give me the dates you want off or you think you're going to need off. I will tentatively hold off on booking and I'll put them at the bottom of my list. And look, I still play acoustically. Yeah. So I can fill an acoustic class. Right. And yeah. Fortunately, yeah. because I book for all these venues, you know, I kind of have first crack first at dibs. the dates. Yeah. That's what I love. About so me. I can... Yeah. So I can get myself in a position to kind of make these things work, but he's he's really good about yeah taking off and and not you know and, and not needing a lot of time off, which is great. So this is what our problem with Donnie was. He was making more money with me, so he was like, "I really want to do it with you, but I don't want to lose my I don't want to lose my band and all this other thing." So it kind of like stuff. Yeah, it was that. It was definitely a tough thing, and I I love I you know this is when Chip was still in the band and like a couple of the other guys. So like I knew the band because I played with them at parks every week. So like every other Saturday they were with me, you know, or yeah. tw- twice a month, it doesn't matter, but they were with me all the time. So I got a relationship with these people. Yeah. So like, I, I didn't want to get in the middle of it. And I was like, yo, Rubbing maybe it's best that we just stop yeah. doing it. You know what I mean? Cause it, it <clears throat> sucked. It's a, it's a cool from just from what you're telling me. Yeah. It sounds cool. And like, for me, like, again, like going back to my show, the parallel is that I wanted to, I, I don't want to say like create something new. I know I'm not breaking new ground, right? but it's just, different and it's kind yeah. of its own no one's doing niche market right and it's yeah. its own avenue and yeah it's uh, it's not a market where i have uh competition right and that's why i'm competing I, with secret service right yeah literally <laughs> and i saw their show when i was 21 i was like these guys are awesome no one is like young doing this so that was always in my mind when i was in the yeah. rockets when i left i was doing soul i was like i think i yeah. should still try it and that was kind of the when like, was your first show with this like the party yeah. duo yeah God, our first show was down the shore last year, Memorial Day weekend. How'd that go? In Wildwood. It was actually really great. Yeah. And I never get nervous. Like, I've just never been nervous about playing music or playing for people. Um, I was like, oh, man, I'm kind of nervous because I put like two years of work into building the show. So I was like, if this shit's the bed, I'm so fucked. I don't know how it's going to work. Because I didn't... So funny story. Last year in January, uh, before last summer... I had a girl that was going to do it with me and she wasn't really committed. She wasn't really feeling it. And we basically amicably were like, let's just not do this. Let's just call it. I still booked it for the entire summer without a partner. Cause I knew I could at least get a couple fill-ins. So maybe I'd have to pull some date. And I did have to pull one date. My first ever show I was supposed to do. I had to pull, uh, aside from that, I was good to go. So in April, of last year, I get a message from Zach and he's like, Hey, I see you're posting a lot about this, this, like this duo you're trying to do. Yeah. What's up with that? Do you need a, like a partner? Do you want to talk? Whatever. And we spoke on the phone and we met up and we played together once. I said, all right, just learn these like 10 songs. We'll run it a set, like as if it's a live show. So we got together, we jammed and it was just awesome. And, oh, it, was, see, and it was a good fit, but so funny because all last year for the first, you know, four months of the year, I was booking it like, yeah, this is going to be ready. It's going to be ready. I don't have yeah. a video for you yet, but like, and again, like I had good enough relationships with people that they were like, yeah. we're going to try it. We trust you. We'll try it once or maybe give you a couple dates tentatively and if they got to pull it, whatever. But um, yeah, I was booking it with no partner and I was like, if I have to cancel all these, my whole summer's a wash. I'll be driving Uber for the summer because yeah, like, yeah. I won't have work because it's too late to book stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. So he, he came in in the 11th hour and was like, Hey, you need a partner? And I was like, yes. And, and it happens met, to be named Zach. Yeah. Happens to be named Zach. <laughs> Love him to death. But it was the biggest thing was not just needing a partner, but I needed the right person. Oh, I needed someone that was committed. Huge. I needed yeah. someone that understood how to 
like play within the track. Cause right. I think a lot of people would think that we're just jamming on the guitar as hard as we can over top of it. Like we're not, no. we learn the melodies and we play, it's kind of like interweaving right. guitar and bass yeah. with the tracks. Cause that's what yeah. the DJ drummer thing is when I was with Tommy, he was making up parts of it and making it his own. You know what I mean? Yeah. When I was playing it. And yeah, he was overpowering the song sometimes, but you know, certain times where there's the breakdown in the song, he's still doing something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whether it's just like a symbol, symbol hits and you whatever. find, you find your pocket in those. Yeah. To show off those, a little bit. In those yeah. songs. And there's certain ones where we can do solos and stuff like that. Um, and there's certain ones where I'm just like, play the melody really tight to the click. Like you're good. Yeah. And there's certain things that we kind of have room to expand and that's awesome. Be floaty. Yeah. So that's, so cool. that's awesome. How long have you been playing music for? Pretty much my whole life. I mean, there's pictures and videos of me like three years old, like guitar, piano, drums, singing. <clears throat> so it's just been like just this thing that's been like so deeply embedded in my life. Yeah. You know, anybody, my entire life. Was there anybody in your family inspired you to do that? Or uh, you just... I mean, both my parents were really young when I was born. Okay. So they were, they like, they had their finger on the pulse as to what was cool. Yeah. So my dad was like into like, all of the Seattle grunge bands. So my dad was like big on Nirvana and Pearl Jam. Okay. And all those types of bands. Um, you know, my mother was more so into like Madonna and Cool and the Gang and stuff. And more like 80s, 70s yeah. vibe. But they both loved the Beatles. They both loved Billy Joel. And, you know, my grandparents played a huge part in my upbringing. Okay. So I was listening to the Bee Gees when I was a kid. I was listening to like old 50s records. And I like so you, was obsessed with Elvis when I was a kid. So, wow, so just kind of having- music's in your blood now. Yeah, I mean, having all like this, like different, all these different musical tastes, yeah, kind of share with me at a young age, and then I got yeah. to kind of figure out what I liked. Yeah, so it's it cool. funny. I always always joke about how Michael Jackson. I never met him, but he taught me to appreciate music, listen to music, and teach taught me how to dance. And I never even met yeah, the guy. That's awesome. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like my, I, so my parents were pretty far apart in age. My. How old my mom would be, right? And I don't have a calculator, but she, I, I want to say they were like 28 years apart. It was okay. like a big gap. Uh, my so, aunt and uncle were like that. Oh, really? So, yeah. yeah so, my, my dad now is 91 and he listens to like 40s and 50s music. Yeah. So, like, you know, listen to that kind of stuff. And my mom would listen to, you know, like Madonna and yep. uh, the Beatles and all these other places. So, I had music from all different realms. And then yeah. my brother, he's two years older than me. You might know Mike Slice. He's he he actually followed the Rockets sometimes at, at, at like um, La Costa and all. Yeah, I actually do know Slice. Yeah, That's yeah, funny. that's my brother. Yeah. So um, he he was into Michael Jackson. So okay. anything my brother did, I kind of did. Yeah. You know what I mean, so I had my brother to thank, I guess, too, for introducing me to Michael Jackson. That's you know, awesome. Michael Jackson. I'm pretty sure you have you you have love for that man as well. But like besides like oh, all his all his you know his news scandals and stuff like that, but. Uh, people always try to bring that up to me. How do you support? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, listen, his music doesn't do it. So, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So, it's, his music is different. So, yeah. I always, I, I said this on episode 18 is like, do you, so I'll ask you this before I explain what I was about to say. Do you have a go to artist or genre of music that you can listen to that puts you in a good mood? Puts me in a good mood. Like, you're feeling down. What are you putting on? Oh, man. That's a good, that's a good one. Yeah, I probably like, Billy Joel, okay, um, is because I I love his his sound, his style. He's a good storyteller. Yeah. So like my biggest influences, which probably coincide with me trying to pull myself out of a bad mood, right? Would be Billy Joel. Okay. Would be Tom Petty. Mm. Um, would be like James Taylor, wow. Carol King. Whoa. Because those songs are more acoustic based. Like they're yeah. all singer songwriters that I'm 
mentioning. So like they would all write on a piano or a guitar and everything they added after that was just to enhance the song. Yeah. So all those types of songs really will pick me up. I'm not, I'll be honest, like for what I do, I'm not huge into like dance music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm more so very much into singer songwriters. And that's why like I write my own songs. Right. So those are the people that I love and want to, you know, emulate and, yeah. and I idolize. So if I'm feeling not too great, I'll throw on some Petty or some Billy Joel or something okay. like that. Okay, yeah. So yeah. like uh, uh, the, the topic was that last week when we talked about it, my buddy Ben said he creates Spotify playlists depending on the year and then he'll go back to the year okay. he was most happiest and listen to that that whatever he was listening to that year that's funny and every right. year that passes he's a little sadder yeah it's, <laughs> it's a like, little gets a little bit bad he's, he's <laughs> but, going back like 10 years yeah like, oh, <laughs> 10 years ago it's all starting line and blink yeah, yeah. all emo stuff um and then you know so now i listen if i'm if i'm upset and like i can't get my mind right yeah i throw michael jackson spotify and just drive or okay. lay in my bed or sit in front of the computer yeah and it's so funny it's like i listen to this michael jackson radio on spotify on shuffle and there's some songs I skip because some songs are trash, but I, I just can't get down with like the song Ben and like all these other songs. Like, mm -hmm. What is this song even about? Yeah. Um, and I'm just like fast forwarding through those, but there's, he has so many good songs yeah. where it's like, and it makes sense. I mean, like those songs are like, and I'm a dance DJ, so yeah, it just makes sense. They're like yeah. incredibly infectious. So oh, yeah. it just makes sense. It's For funny. Me, I'm more so, like I said, another songwriter. So like yeah. Fleetwood Mac would be another one Ooh, where it's like yeah. just, vibes yeah just really cool vibes yeah, you're just riding a skateboard drinking your cranberry juice <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but every once in a while it does like it's like the weirdest thing ever have you ever been sad and you put on a sad song and you're like yeah. i really got to be in my emotions right now yeah I yeah be in my feelings. i don't think i've ever done that <laughs> you gotta be in your, you gotta be in your in your sad when i'm bag sad for man a it's like i i need to get out of that man that's I, funny i i think i'm too I'm too like lively of a person. It's it's funny. My buddy, my buddy actually smooth. He can tell or him nine like they're my best friends. So like they yeah. can literally my my co-host Ben. They know when I'm in a bad mood because I'm just not my normal joyful, funny, joking around dorky self. Mm -hmm. And they just know. And they were so it's like when I when they're someone's like oh you're not feeling right. you're not looking right today or something. That the first thing I do when I get in my car, man. Throw it on. Throw it on, MJ. MJ and, I'm, and I'm back. I'm back. Yeah. Give me like a half hour. I'll back. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? No matter what I'm going through. And yeah, but everybody goes through those days where, where nothing's really going to bring you back, but something, yeah. a little bit of smile on your face. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But so when, so when was the first time you picked up a guitar or a piano? What was your first instrument? So, I mean, picking it up seriously, I was probably like... Like seven or eight years old. Okay. Um. So I was really young. The guitar was your first. The guitar was the first. Okay. I had had, and like I said, being like like three or four years old, there are pictures of me just fumbling around on every instrument, just like slapping, making some noise. Yeah, yeah. But um, guitar was the more serious interest early on, and I I I stuck with that for years, and I started to develop what I feel is is a strong ear in terms of um pitch. I yeah. wouldn't say that I have perfect pitch, but I have like relative pitch, which is you can get pretty close to locking into notes. Yes. So I had a keyboard and I, I started to kind of figure things out. Yeah, because kind of I feel own. like they, they, they go hand in hand. Yeah. I think if you know you know your keys and your pitches and um for people who don't know, there's you know, you know, C's, B's and all these things. So if you know the different chords you need to play, I feel like you can mimic that on a piano and vice versa. I mean, so everyone says that it's easier to teach a child music theory on piano 
because the notes are right in front of you, and yeah. they're in direct order. That you can't see them. Yeah. So yeah. C to C, that's your. Those are your octaves. But on guitar, when you're playing, it's you know it's kind of like sideways, so it's a little it's a little goofy. But yeah. I I taught myself piano when I was like 19. I was wow. just like I really love piano. I know. There are two Again, instruments I yeah. want to learn before I die. I, I was like, I know it enough to figure it out, and I'm going to learn on my own and <clears throat> and just try to figure it out. So now, like to the point, I could write songs on yeah. it and do and it's do funny. whatever. I actually really should. I I don't know why I didn't ask him. I should have asked Nine because he's a, he used to play the guitar. Oh really? He could pick up a guitar at Guitar Center. We're just walking there to get DJ stuff, just and he shredded. would just start shredding. Yeah. I'm like, yo, play beat it. He's like, dang, dang, dang. that's like awesome. perfect. And I'm like, what? 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 That's cool. <laughs> How do you do that? And it's like, so every good guitarist that I know when I'm playing with a band, can you play beat it? And then just start doing it. Or when I'm playing and they're warming up and they're trying to like mimic what I'm playing, mm -hmm. it's like the most amazing thing to yeah. me. Because like, yeah. I well, that's do a test of your, I mean, they might know the song, right. but that is a test of your, of your pitch. Right. So like there's certain songs where if we're about to go on and a DJ is playing in the club, I'll try to find the root note like as fast as I can and try to like, just kind of like jam on it a little bit. And it's cool to test your ear because it's yeah. such an intuitive thing that. And it kind of gets you warmed up. Yeah. Yeah. It just kind of gets you in the vibe, but it's, yeah. it's nice to see how closely you can land. Yeah. Especially as a vocalist, mm -hmm. I'm like meticulous about how I sound all the time. So like for me, it's like making sure I'm on key and the pitch and the tone. So is, are, are is, you like strumming a guitar while you're making music? So you can felt, feel like you're in the right like octave range and stuff like that. When you say making, like when I'm like, when you're writing your own music. Um, I mean, it depends. Like there are certain times where I'll have an idea for like the narrative of the song. So okay. kind of what the story and what the lyrics are going to be. And I'll jot it down. And then I'll eventually, yeah, grab a piano or sit down at the piano or grab a guitar and strum and, and try to find like, oh, this is the key and the tone that I'm hearing in my head. And also depending on the emotion of the song, right, certain yeah, yeah. keys coincide with emotion. Right. That's what they are. It's all color. Yeah. Right. So um, it's I just, know a little bit about musical <laughs> stuff, but not like, you know, I mean, yeah. as much as you, obviously, but I know... You know, like certain pitches and keys are for different types of things. So like, Yeah, so like country songs, like mm. pop country is like always in A major. It's a very bright, happy key. And, and the if song wanna, can be depressing as fuck. Yeah, it really can. <laughs> really can. And then there's like a joke like, um, I think it's uh, D minor is the... It's it's the saddest key of all. I think that's a quote from Spinal Tap. Oh right. But they were talking about like sad music. It's like, well, this is the saddest key of all, and it really is. Cause yeah, yeah. Those notes are very gut wrenching. They're emotive. They pull out a darker color. So yeah, yeah, it's for just sure. Kind of having at least that understanding can help you pinpoint. Yeah. Where you're trying to go and write your song, so and that's typically my approach. Is when just, when did you decide that music was it? I mean, I, I truly believe I'd, I'd felt like this my entire life. Okay. I was like, I'm so obsessed with this. I love this. And, but when I was 18, I was in high school still and I started playing out and uh, I was like, this is, this is it for me. This is what I'm going to do and I'll figure it out. And I know that's like a little thick headed of, no. uh, as a young guy, but it's yeah. one of those things like, I'm glad I was thick headed because if I wasn't and I didn't have as much of a backbone as I think that I do, I think that I would have quit. I would have yeah. probably given up like, this is fucking hard. I can't do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like my whole life, I was just obsessed with it. I played sports with my, you know, my friends. I played yeah. organized sports my whole life yeah, all that through was, high school. That was the next question. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I played soccer for 15 years all through high school. And that was like my committed sport. 
Mm-hmm. I played baseball along the way, played hockey along the way. Yeah, yeah. You know, we played pickup two on two, three on three after school. We were oh, we were active kids. Yeah, yeah. Before smartphones. Yeah. Oh, so God, we were like yeah. out and about like yeah. every day after school doing mm-hmm. something, whether if it was, you know, again, like with your friends pick up or if it was yeah. organized. But um, I, it was, music was just everything to me. Yeah. And it, and it still is. That's what's up, man. Yeah. So you didn't go to college then? No. No. Not even, even like that thought about maybe taking like more music type classes somewhere or so i took i took personal lessons okay through what ha- would have been my college years okay so like it's the same kind i've of thing. worked yeah so it was more so just directed at what i was trying to do it wasn't in a conventional like school setting right yeah but i i've worked with three vocal coaches throughout my life um and i was really committed to that um you know, like I said, I, I did teach myself piano, but I would go to the vocal coach and say, am I like, just tell me if I'm playing this at least half right. And I'd say, well, yeah. maybe try this, um, you know, these coordination uh, exercises to strengthen the motions and stuff like that. But that was really left up to so me. Because I feel like wait, even with anything you get into, even now with technology changing with DJing is wild some of the shit people are doing and i feel like you always can learn something oh absolutely you know what i mean yeah 100%. like always and yeah. i feel like especially with music there's so many different ways you can go with music you yeah can, you know high low sideways you know what i mean and it's i feel like you can always be a student of your own passion yeah absolutely you know what i mean so it's yeah. good that you're still you're still kind of like exploring those things because you never like especially if it's something you want to love to do and it sounds like you're doing great. You know, how many accounts you have. That's amazing. Yeah, I appreciate that. It's it's all in the last I'd say two years really fell into a place uh and a good balance. Yeah. So I treat it like my job. I get up every day, I go to the gym, I come home, I shower, I eat, and then I'm on my computer doing emails and calls pretty much all day. That's <laughs> that's like pretty much my day. That's yeah. my, and that's and not that I need like like praise for it. I know we yeah. all do that, but I'm yeah. just for people out there that are listening. I think there is sort of a societal belief that like our job is easy and don't get me wrong. A lot of it is a lot of, it's a lot of fun, Yeah. but there's a lot of like logistical bullshit that we deal with that people don't think of. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I'm very fortunate. The last couple of years have just been great. Okay. And now it's, it's one of those things where we touched on this probably a half hour ago, yeah. but I'm not really satisfied, Yeah. but I feel good so, about where I'm at. Yeah. So I'm, I think I, I I'm kind of the same way. I'm like, I was, uh, I, you know, I I don't know if you listened to other episodes, but it's okay if you didn't. You know, a lot of people that are that they listen after they're on because they're like, "Wow, that was really great." I want to start listening, right? So, I've talked about how um, I got back into DJing full time, right? So, 2019, my buddy was working out of school. He's like, "Yo, uh, I know you don't want a job, but he's like, you know, my school needs a technology coordinator. Like, just interview for it. It's good pay, benefits, blah 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 blah." So I did it, got the job. Was there for two and a half years. I hired my two buddies to assist me. I was a manager. They moved me up to manager. Wouldn't give me a raise. Was there two and a half years. Did all this extra work. Wouldn't give me more money. Uh, my friend had just went to Penn School of Medicine for counseling or something. She knew the head of IT. Gave him my resume. I was hired there within two weeks. Nice. Because of my... Because I've, I've, I've been working on and off for a long time. Like I was at Bucks County Community College for like six and a half years. I was at Jones Apparel Group doing help desk for like six and a, nine years. So like I have a lot of IT experience. Mm-hmm. They hired me pretty much on the spot. That's awesome. You know what I mean? So I took the job. 
got paid $14,000 more a year than I was making, which is what I wanted originally. I would have mm-hmm. never left. And actually, I was only asking for half of that. So I was only asking for seven grand, and they wouldn't give it to me. The other, I had, I think it was nine grand total, but the other was for my assistants to get them more money. And when I left, they did get more money. So thankfully, I did something right. But I went to that job. I hated it. I hated it. Like literally hate it. I was like, cause that the other job gave me a little bit of freedom because I was working in a school, summers off. I was done by three o'clock every yeah. day. Like it's I a nice schedule. It was a great schedule. School yeah. schedules are great. You know, weekends were off all the time. And then you had half days, holidays, and still getting paid and all this stuff. It was perfect for me. Like I was able to do a night gig and be at work by nine o'clock and not be dead because it right. was like eleven minutes down the road. So it was perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfect for me. And um, I I literally went to my boss. I was like, "Listen, this isn't working out. Like, this is not what I signed up for. No one's helping me. I feel lost. I feel deserted here. I was like, it was during like post COVID time, so it was it was pain in the ass. I was in the twenty. I was staying in terror, twenty four floors by myself, not knowing anything, because mm-hmm. I was the only one in the building, which I shouldn't have been. Like, they were just running it wrong. Told the Joe I was uncomfortable. Blah blah blah. So. He's like, before you put you in your two weeks, so I feel like that's what you're about to do. Give me a week. I'm going to sit down with the other bosses and figure out what we can do to make you feel more comfortable. And I was like, all right, because we don't want to lose you. You're like, we have, we're fast tracking you to a manager's position and all these things. That's why they were doing it to me. And I was like, well, you're suffocating me. I'm going to die. <laughs> like, I, I don't want to come yeah. in to work. I don't want to be here. So, like, once I get to that moment, like, when I'm like, I don't want to be here with anything I'm doing, you it's know? hard to. Turn that mentality yep, around. I'm and- gone. That my mind's already made up. Yeah. You know. So I get back to my office. Nine calls me. I'm like, "What's up, man?" And he goes, "Yeah, you want to do this Phillies thing with me?" And I was like, "Bet." Hung, I was hung up the phone. Put my two weeks notice. Yeah, in, right. Yeah, I'm out of here. <laughs> I was like, I think that was the universe telling me you you're not doing what you should be doing. And what's well, also when you create room for opportunity, right. better opportunities will come. Right. So if you had said, you know, I'm just going to stay in this in this job, maybe you wouldn't have gotten that call because I'm a firm believer in the universe working yeah, in your yeah. working in your favor. But you do have to create room for these opportunities. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that I never <clears throat> thought about that. Yeah. Because because I definitely made room for it, and now full time DJ, I'm working Thursday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, sun double Sunday. So like they're gonna ton. Thankfully it's summer. You know, you can work on a Thursday night, Sunday night. You can work on these nights that don't exist in the fall and winter. Right. So so do you do you have a plan? Like I know I plan for the fall and the actually the winter, because the fall still kinda you still kinda double booking, but are you do you plan around that kind of stuff? Like so in case winter's a little little short are you planning ahead for those kind of things like i know i started doing that recently i wasn't doing that before yeah so pre-covid i was booking 18 months in advance it was only acoustic stuff but i was getting a lot of private events yeah everything happened the world's upside down for a couple years here we are now now it's more like a year pushing a year and a year and a half in advance i know i mentioned a wedding that's two years but i was like that's really out there yeah Uh, that's not a, a, a common occurrence uh, but for me, fortunately, with the way the show operates and how it is, again, a mix of the live band and the and the DJing, we can play in a lot of these clubs pretty much year round and be busy. So yeah. fortunately, and today I just sent out the rest of my dates, which are like five dates I'm looking to fill for the end of the year, like wow. right before Christmas. Um, but we'll still play stuff in like 
Philly, spots in Jersey, like Cape May, and we'll do, you know, these other Christmas parties and these events. So I'm always planning ahead. Sometimes wow. too far I'm in only, advance. I'm only like two, three months tops, which is that's great. I would love to know my schedule. Like yeah. the only thing I know ahead of time, it's like I'm booked at the Phillies. Well, actually DJing all together. I'm pretty much full until the end of August, which okay. is great. I always yeah. try to get summer out of the way. I used to do uh well, I'll tell you why. I, I used to just be quarterly. Okay. So, and that was cool for me for a long time. Yeah. And then, like I said, I got really fortunate where I was getting more private events. So, of course, they're planning further in advance. Right. But with this duo and this show, we play in the slots of the cover bands in the clubs. So now I'm back in the mix of where I was with the Rockets mm-hmm. for, from the age of 21 to 23. So I have to book further in advance. Right. Um, you have to. There's yeah. just more competition on that side in the sense of the slots not competition in the sense of what my show is so there's not a lot of duos doing it the way that we're doing yeah, you're it. doing it yeah uh but yeah so basically i've and I'll, i will always go back to this i have great relationships with the people that i work with all over the east coast so for me it's like i can book stuff farther in advance and it gives me more peace of mind yeah but it's so funny because now i'm looking at like january of next year and it's like obviously it's there's nothing on the calendar and i'm like what am i doing in january because i'm just like such a busy body i'm like yeah i get kind of nuts in that in that sense yeah because i i know i look at my schedule like i'm looking at i think i think i have maybe two dates left like two like random so i just had a cancellation for a ufc like i was doing i do all the parks like after parties for their concerts okay right so they have a they bring everybody back to beer garden that wants to come gives them a free app and then they're hoping they buy drinks. You know what I mean? Basically what they're hoping. And nice. then, you know, they call it an after party, but there's no room to dance. So I'm just playing background music, but mm-hmm. they want me to match the band that's playing. So like I had Farner, so I'm playing like eighties, eighties rock. Yeah, basically. Cool. You know what I mean? Throwing in some top 40 cause there is other people there. Yeah. And then this last week I had Matt Reif, the comedian. So I'm like, what the fuck am I going to play? So I'm playing like, I didn't know about this guy until like, like six days ago. And then bro, everyone's social media is he's like, he's hilarious. Okay. But I, have, I haven't done, I'm going to be honest. Okay. That, so this is to any Matt Reif. Yes. Yeah, hot. This is my opinion. This is only my opinion. I've watched his TikToks. He's in smaller rooms. So he's very, very crowd oriented. He's yeah. talk like he sees you in the crowd. He's going to try to pick you apart or pick this person apart or ask them questions to pick them apart. Yeah. That's a whole part of this act. At Parks, he really couldn't do that. He's only seeing maybe the front row because it's so bright yeah. and it's so dark. So he's only seeing maybe five rows of people it's and there's 1,500 people there. It's funny that you say that because like, obviously the biggest bands in the world that I love that most people seem to appreciate at this point, Metallica, the Foo Fighters, they're playing yeah. for like ridiculous crowds. They'll always, before their next tour, they'll do like the Roxy. They'll play for the 600 people yeah. crowds and they like that. And they've, a lot of them have said at one point in time or another, like we like playing for these smaller crowds. It's intimate. Yeah. It's a challenge for us, but it's also yeah. more enjoyable when you're playing for such a huge crowd. Sometimes you're just lost in it. It's yeah. like, you're kind of disconnected. Yeah. And his, his comedy, I don't think can stand on its own without that. So like he was picking apart a couple of people on the front row, which helped mm-hmm. a lot. But I asked a girl that went the following night, and I was like, did he do this joke, this joke, this joke? And she's like, yep, right in a row, too. And mm. I was like, wow. I was like, so his yeah. comedy is the same. And I was like, was he audience interacting? She's like, yeah, but only to the front row. And I'm like, because that's all he could see. It's such an interesting thing with psychology, how 
you can tell a joke once and it's hilarious and then it's not funny again, but yeah. you can sing the same song for 30 years, 40 years, and, and it hits every good. time. It still yeah. strikes the emotion. Yeah. Such an interesting disconnect. Yeah, very. And then when she was, I was like, did the opening act say the comment about DJs? She's like, yep. And I was like, how he doesn't drop the beat on the right time? And I was like, yep. And I was I, cause like, I was with the scream. I'm like, you obviously heard the wrong DJs. That's funny. <laughs> you know what I yeah. Because mean? yeah. I'm one. I was like, come to the after party. I'll yeah. show you. I'll show you how, how to do it. You know, he never showed up, but uh i was gonna because i was gonna pull him aside like that joke is so inaccurate <laughs> like i don't know what djs you're listening yeah. to but they're terrible you're just that. giving him tips on his comedy yeah career. Like, even listen, though he's like doing really well you're like yeah, i gotta talk to you right i gotta now. talk to you about it because this so is terrible um but like back to my point is like uh he now announced his stadium tours that he's gonna be doing Oof. with ashton kutcher and all the ashton kutcher's like stepping behind him and like trying to like oh so i saw a video of ashton kutcher in his like I guess it was like a promo video. I think he's back. In I it. didn't understand what the deal was with that. I think he's held back. But I thought it maybe yeah. just like a funny one-off kind of thing. I think he's back in it from <clears> what I, because you know that dude's got gazillions of dollars. So yeah. you know, uh, I definitely think he's back. I don't know if he, is he a comedian, Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, he's like a, you know you've seen some of his movies. Yeah, I'm sure. I like know, I, I wonder if he's a comedian. I don't know, but I the only thing I could see the the relevance is they kind of look alike and they're they're you know. At, this, at that had his when he was at Matt Rife's age, he was like the girls were putting on their wall. It yeah. was Ashton Kutcher, so that yeah, might have been the like, tie-in. Punk was huge, right? So like something, there's a tie-in somewhere. I don't know what it is, but um, I don't think he's gonna do well. I I it's really rough. don't. And I, but if the stadium's bright, he might. <laughs> but <laughs> like his, if you watch him on TikTok and everything, his funniest shit is when he's interacting with the audience. Yeah, it's intimate. Yeah, and know. he couldn't really do it at parks. Like there was a front lady in the front though. She had a peel off paper on the front and he he was reading it off her chest. Like she was she did this on purpose. Mm -hmm. And the end of it, she was like I want you to sign my vagina with your with your penis or something like that. <laughs> and she and he was laying into this woman. Yeah. It was actually pretty funny, but That's then, he, funny. He, then he took it too far cuz he had nowhere else to go with it. Right. So he was like stuck. Yeah. So that's a that's a quite a good follow up question for you now is like when you're doing acoustic and the crowd's not feeling it, have you ever been stuck? No. Where you I couldn't keep that get shit out moving. <laughs> could it, you couldn't get out of that pocket. No, I mean I haven't had like I, I, I get it. I've done a, a million shows where maybe I'm background music and right. that's fine. So then I get to jam longer on the songs that I love and I'm not really doing like the performance side of it. I'm just more of a I'm serving yeah. my responsibility to be there and play music. Yeah. Um but it's not it's not one of those things. I mean, it where it's it's bothered me or been hard for me to to play through the show. Yeah. Um yeah, I just keep it moving. I'll just play whatever I'm feeling. Yeah. And it's it, awesome. It, it kind of lightens the the I don't even know the right word would be, but like, you know, it's not hard for me to pick the song in that moment because if everyone's talking and enjoying themselves, I'm going to let them be and I'm going to stay in the background and I'm comfortable in that moment, it, like in that space. Yeah. 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 Cause then it's always funny. At least one person will come up like, Hey, you did really well. And yeah. I'm like, really? You didn't clap. Yeah. But one then, time. <laughs> yeah. I, I used to get pissed about people not clapping. Now I'm like, I don't care if you're having a good time and you're happy. Yeah. And you're enjoying yourself and I'm getting paid. That's cool. That's cool. There man. has there like truly, there has to be that side of it at times. Yeah. Not that I want my career to be along that trajectory, but there's moments where I'm just jamming and no one's listening. And to and that's be cool. honest, I, I kind of enjoy that. We were at um, the old Acosta, which is now like Ludlow or Ludlow or Ludlum. Ludlum, something. I don't know. There was these two guys playing a piano. Um, I've, jolly, I've rocking pianos. Um, I don't know, these two older guys. 
we were the only people that walked in. Mm-hmm. And they were like, request, request, request. And I was throwing Hail Marys at them. I think them. doing pianos is there like once a week, but not Henkel's. Yeah, yeah like, it wasn't his. It was the older guys. Uh, it was these two it. older dudes, uh, really talented. Because yeah. I threw some, I threw Throw It Out Blind at them. I threw um, Matchbox 20, I think someone threw at them. Yeah, I think Rhino said I want Matchbox 20. And like, all, we were just like randomly things that we could think of that they could do. Mm-hmm. And some of them they had to learn. They had to like listen to it and learn it. And they played it. Yeah. And I was like, this is amazing. I filmed them. I put them on my Instagram. I was That's like, you cool. guys are great. And we tipped them like 30, 40 bucks. That's awesome. I was like, and I can appreciate people that are background music, but good music. And yeah. like, they, they can, they're jamming. If, even if they're just jamming for themselves, I can appreciate that. That's a good way to put it. All those times where the crowds, the crowd has their back to me, and yeah. they're talking and storing a happy hour typically, and they're vibing. That's cool. But I'm still yeah. gonna play like the way I want to play. I'm not gonna like lessen my. I'm, you know what I mean. I'm not gonna refrain yeah. from performing the way I like to. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. might not be as engaging because right. clearly it's not the right time. Right. There is a time and a place for the music to just be the music. Yeah. And you not be like the performer. You okay. Know what I mean? Yeah, and if I, that makes sense, yeah. I'm not trying to like so talk I think, I think because I like I like music so much, I can appreciate someone that I can tell is enjoying the music. Yeah, and these guys really enjoyed playing music, and they wanted a challenge, so we were giving them challenges. Sometimes it's fun too. Like you'll have a show, and especially if you have someone there with you. So if it's like a duo show, there have been a couple over the last year where maybe the crowd was really light, or it was just they weren't vibing with us. And I would I would look at Zach and be like, "We're gonna have fun. We're gonna have fun." I mean, might goof off a little bit more, but it's between us. But still, our our projection is we uphold the quality of our show. Right, it's a product, and we're trying to sell this. So it's like, yeah, we try to keep things, you know, moving and, and right. keep it sounding good. But um, yeah, so that's it's, why I, it's like, not, it doesn't bother. Me. I really like what you just said. It's a product, and that and I look at myself as a product, right? So there's a lot of DJs that'll put mixes on until people come. And like, I do the first hour. That's like my limit mm-hmm. is like, and then if there's no one there, I'm just going to play. Yeah. I'm playing full songs, but I'm going to play yeah. because like people are paying me to be there and I feel weird. First hour, if it's a five hour gig, I'll put it out up hour mix on. Yeah. If there's no one there and then I'll sit for a little bit or, but I'll stand by the DJ booth and I'll mess around, but I'm not playing. Yeah. And then I'll start playing at the four hour mark or three hour mark. And because I feel like if people are paying me to be there, if they see me sitting at the bar, when they're that, supposed I'm, to be out there doing your thing, yeah, I yeah. don't want them to think some type of way, right? Because yeah. I'm a product, right? Yeah. People are buying the product; they're buying Tonka. Like Tonka's going to bring the party, you know what I mean? So like people know me as a party rock kind of guy, yeah. That I can play to any audience, you know what I mean? So I try to sell that product. So um, since you have like such your schedule laid out till January. So, uh, this weekend is 14, 15, 16, what? The 17th is Friday. I think Friday is the 16th. I don't look now. I, I think so. <laughs> All right. So where are you at? Where are you at? Uh, June 16th, 17th, 18th. Ooh, let me pull up my schedule. Yeah. Let's see where people can find you. And then yeah, I have a follow up question <clears throat> after this. Okay. Cause people, people don't always listen right away. Um, a lot of my listeners listen Friday mornings cause this comes out Thursday at 8 PM. Okay. Gotcha. So on Friday the 16th, I'm going to be at the Irish Horn, which is in Langhorn. Okay. That's going to be a solo acoustic performance. Okay. And then we're pulling a double on the 17th. We're doing an event down in Smyrna, Delaware. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Smyrna, Delaware. Okay. Uh, it's called Smyrna at Night, but it's an all-day festival. Okay. So we're playing from 2 to 3 o'clock, leaving immediately, and then going to the Fainting Goat in Delco. Oh, wow. Playing, uh, playing that show, playing 5 to 8. Oh, wow. So we're going to be cutting it close, get there, 
Sunday is Father's Day. Yeah. And I'm playing at Ells Bar in, in Vineland. It's a more so acoustic based show as well. And then, okay. yeah. And then, like, July even, 4th weekend, go. I have one show July 4th weekend. I'm actually going up to the Finger Lakes uh, with, with Zach to do the duo show okay. for the day after a wedding. So they're having like a post party. Yeah. So this, this, the guy, the groom, uh, grew up in the Finger Lakes. His family has a house in the lake and they're going to have their whole family and friends stay. Oh, wow. And he was at the W Fest at the, what was the actual title of that? Uh, day the Shamrock thing? Oh, Smooth thing. You're was it day Lo, right? Day Fest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I owe Smooth a commission because uh, this couple was at the Dayload Fest. Yeah. And uh, the bride messaged me and was like, hey, come on up. So we're going up on Saturday morning, the 4th of July weekend. And then we're going to sit there for like three days. We're going to play and, and do the whole thing. So Oh, wow. It's going to be cool. That's dope. <clears throat> Say, yeah. It's so funny who you're going to, you never know who you're going to meet. And that's why uh, someone, someone put this in my mind a long time ago. When people are coming out for requests, I politely say I don't take requests, but I'm like, let me hear it. Tell me what it is. And if it's terrible, I'm going <laughs> to tell them up front. I apologize, but I'll try to fit it in, but I, there's no things. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if, it, if I'm like rolling and the girl's, up and she's like, Can you take her class? I'm like, nope, yeah. I'm not gonna do it. If it's an older person mm-hmm. or someone that I could tell that isn't hasn't been drunk or like whatever, I'm gonna take the request. As much as people say I don't like taking requests, I do, especially on a slow night. I'm yeah. definitely taking requests because you never know who that person is or who what they can do for you, whatever. So yeah. I've changed my my ways a little bit. That's because cool. you never know. Um so that was good that you plugged yourself because I was gonna ask you, is there anything you want the public to know? about your duo to sell it more to them if they've never heard you. So just to reiterate everything, I mean, we're blending, you know, a live party cover band with, right. with DJing. And, uh, you know, I think it's something that people hopefully can get out and see. And my biggest uh, goal, although I had multiple goals with this show, yeah, the biggest goal with it was to create an avenue for myself, right? which I believe I ha- I've done. right? And I'm really proud of that. And I hope people will come out and see it. If you want to see footage of it, you can see it on Instagram. It's Ty underscore Kingsley one. Okay. And check it out. Do you have an Instagram for your duo yet? It's uh, so everything's kind of under the Kingsley brand. Okay. So like it just is on all my personal stuff. Okay. Cause I tried, I tried diving on your stuff and I noticed it was more just you and what you're doing. So I wasn't, I, I really couldn't find the duo on there. So like, is that something that you would want to start if you're trying to make a name for it? I I would actually I don't think I would I no. would say no I, for me like everything creatively creatively I've done has been kind of just under the umbrella of Kingsley so okay people now are starting to understand that this is really the main show that I'm offering yeah I'm offering acoustic stuff um you know I'm a singer songwriter so I release my own music so I do all these other things the bookings I really don't publicly um like an, announce or, or promote. Um, I just have my relationships with people and it kind of works on the side. Yeah. But for me, I feel like I've worked really hard for a long time to right. build up just my personal name, just kind of like Tonka. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's more so just about being, here's the Kingsley party duo. You can also have me for an acoustic show. If you need me, I write songs. That kind of makes sense. I've, I've helped other people write songs in the past, which is cool and diving yeah. into that. So all these different extensions of, my creative interests yeah all just kind of fall under that umbrella okay uh yeah. where do you see tyler kingsley in five years Ooh, 
Long gone. I'll be down in Florida. I'll be retired in five years. Five years? Wow. Nah. <laughs> what plan is that? Yeah, just, <laughs> what on that just one? chilling on the beach, drinking. That's something I like to ask musicians and DJs. Where do you like? To, where do you see yourself in five years? Where do I see myself in five years? That's a good question. So I'm 28, so terrible at math. So I'll be 33. Yep, 33. <laughs> I think I'll just be even further along in the commitment to this new live show that has done so well just in the, in the first year. Okay. So I think in the next five years- It'll really grow and expand and really, really take off. Aside from that, I know my bookings, I'm pretty confident, will at least, I want to say double That's in awesome. the amount of time. Not my That's personal great. bookings. I do like yeah. over 200 shows a year, but for everybody else. But I'm just interested in continuing to build my brand and work with great people. It's like that yeah. simple. That's awesome. I want to work with people that I love and just do my thing. Awesome. If there, if there, if there's any advice you can give to someone that's listening that is afraid to take that leap that you did that said, I'm just all in on music. What would you tell them? I mean, it's just like, you have to, it's just imperative. You have to do it. Cause if you don't like sounds so like dark, you're going to die no matter what. Right. Yeah. I would rather be 70, 80, 90 years, 90 years old looking back and be like, man, I tried. Yeah. It's okay to fail. You know, it's okay to, to try and fail and, and maybe change course at some point and say, you know what? I really did it for a couple of years. Not for me. Right. But you'll never wonder. Like, yeah. I didn't want to wonder. And my thing when I started when I was 18 was like, I'm going to do this till I'm 21. I will reevaluate when I'm 21. Yeah. When I was 21, I got hired by the Rockets. So I was like, I'll reevaluate when I'm 25. When I was 25, I was already doing over 200 shows a year, making a living, doing what I love. So every couple of years, I would look back and, and figure things out. Now I'm 28 and I'm even in a better place. Yeah. But I just think you got to be true to yourself and, and just try and just go for it. And whether it becomes your career or not, that's okay. Because yeah. this isn't the career that I had imagined. Yeah. I thought I was going to be like Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day on stage, just, you know, like rocking out. Yeah, like, yeah. That's every kid's fantasy, and that's cool. I'll always desire that. A part yeah. of me will always want that type of adoration. That's where that hunger comes from. A, a thousand percent. Yeah. And I'm, conti- I'm going to continue to write songs and release things with the full-on intention of if things move in that direction, that's fantastic. Yeah. But realistically, I know what I have now, and I know I can build off of this. Right. And have sustainability and have balance. Yeah. And have happiness and be able to work from home, have time with friends and family. You and, just you just nailed, and also have my career. Yeah. You just nailed you just nailed down a word that I preach all the time is balance. Dude. You yeah. gotta have it, man. If you don't have that balance, it's oof, it's a painful road. It's rough. <laughs> and listen, when I was younger, I didn't have balance. Yeah. I was doing a million shows a year and I was driving myself into the ground. And then of course, um, you know, abusing alcohol and to, to keep it moving. Yeah. Cause I felt like I had to be the party. Mm-hmm. I felt like I had to drink all the time to, I know this is like going like way out of left field, but no, it's fine. it ties into when you're working that much and you're just so tired and it's so like repetitive, you're drinking to have fun. Yeah. You're drinking to- Do you not drink? I do drink. Oh, okay. Yeah. I do drink significantly less, less than I used yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Significantly less. A um, couple bad nights, but you know, it's one of those things like that, you fall into this, into this trap, I guess you could call it like yeah. where you're just constantly working and there's no balance. Yep. So you're not seeing your friends and family. You're not happy. You're not even sleeping right. You're not eating right. You're right. abusing your body. Right. And you're taking things and using things to try to enhance when really you just need balance. You, you just need, need sleep. Yep. Balance. Sleep, sleep, man. And, sleep and water, man. Like, so I preach sleep to people because 
yeah, besides balance, I'm I preach a big sleep. Uh, do you have to? Yeah. I've been getting eight hours a night. I feel fantastic. Yeah. And like, cause like last week I barely slept because you know how it is. You know, you wake up, you got to go to a gig. You got to wake up early to go to this gig. You got to double this day. But if you're trying to fit the gym in, you got to get up two hours earlier than yep. you would have. Cause you got, you know what I mean? Whatever. Yeah. No, I've been there, man. Yeah. So like that was me last week. I got like maybe seven hours all weekend. And I was like, I need my sleep. So, you know, Sunday night, mon- Monday is now Tuesday. Three, I had three eight-hour nights in a row. That's good. Fantastic. Well, two out, two eight-hour nights. This will be the third one. So I'm gonna sleep good tonight, and then tomorrow I get up and do all my BS. But yeah, I really appreciate you having you on. You said it earlier, but mention your Instagram one more time because I do have great traction on my episodes. People okay. listen pretty much ninety percent of the episodes. It's so. Ty underscore Kingsley one. Okay, great. And that is where you can find all content that's based on everything I do in my career. And do you have a website on there that they can contact for bookings or is it just DM? It's just DM me. My email is on there. Okay. Um, stuff like that. So. I'll put all that in the link in the description. Thank you all for tuning in. Episode 19 with Ty Kingsley. Are you playing down the shore at all? Like Sea Isle, uh, Wildwood? I was just in Sea Isle on Friday. Oh, you really? want to talk about, real quickly, yeah. talk about not having sleep on a weekend. So I... I had a, my friend's rehearsal dinner was on Thursday. Oh boy. <laughs> Friday, I played in Seattle at the Ore House, mm-hmm. drove home, woke up. I got three hours of sleep Friday into Saturday. I was a groomsman. So I was like, I had to be there early. I had to be like on the ball. You know what I yeah. mean? I show up. I was like, I slept for three hours and then we were just, we were just ripping it. So I was like, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. one of those things, but it's tough. So then I slept like a baby. Oh, dude. Into yeah. Monday night because Sunday was recovery day. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, that's tough. So my yeah. recovery day was yesterday because uh, we won our softball championship <clears throat> on Sunday, got out. And we went drinking, and then I was supposed to drive to Seattle, but I was too drunk, so I couldn't. Yeah. So I stayed home and just like you know, you know when you're drinking for like four hours and you come off of it, and it's still light out, and you're like messed up. Yeah. It's like that this really is, throws is, you. This off. is supposed to be here tomorrow, not yeah. now. So I was like hungover in the middle of the night. So I was like, it was an awful, awful night. But then I took my sleep aid. Boom! I was out for nine hours. It was fantastic because I was asking you if you play down the shore because me and Smooth have a shore house in Sea Isle. Yeah, so I do a couple shows every summer for Carly at Dockside. Okay, right next door. Yeah. We're in that house right next door. And I do a cool little thing, and it actually popped in my head when you said your DJ show is called DJ Squared. Yeah, yeah, Right? Okay, so Tyler Stetler is an amazing guitarist from the Philadelphia area. He and his fiance, they're Rachel and Ty, acoustic duo. They're awesome. Um, they do like throwback 2000s shit, but it's yeah, like yeah, acoustic. Yeah. It's really cool. So he and I have been good friends and we actually went to school together growing up, all this stuff. So we do a show at only at Dockside every year, like three or four on Sunday mornings where it's, it's tie squared. Oh, wow. And it's, it's, uh, it's acoustic based. And what we'll do is I'll just strum the chords and he'll play the, the vocal melody. So like, there's no vocal. Cause for me, I'm like, I'm wrecked by Sunday, like vocally. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this would be a really cool thing to do as a one-off. It's a different avenue of creativity. He and I get to do something together we wouldn't normally get to do. So like, if we did a song like Flowers, I would just play the chords, just strum out big chords, and he would play like... Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He'll play that on guitar. But we'll make it like really washy and like reverbed yeah, yeah. out and dreamy. So it's so funny. Yeah, I know you and Smooth and all the DJs are in that house. Yeah, I, I know, saw Frankie right? the other yeah, day. Yeah, Jay yeah, yeah. So when's the next time you're there? 
at Dockside, God, not till not till August, unfortunately. Oh darn. Yeah, I know. So it's tough. So I'm doing I'm splitting my time this year between okay. between Philadelphia and the shore. It used to just be like every year was like shore, 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 shore. Yeah. But I'm doing a lot of stuff at Liberty Point. I'll be at Morgan's Pier next Thursday, the twenty second, I believe, off the top of my head. Okay. Nine o'clock. So yeah, just kind of getting out there and really what you know caused that shift in my scheduling was yeah. putting the duo anywhere that we could put it that was the right fit for us yeah for sure uh crowd wise financially so all that yeah. stuff cool man well i definitely appreciate you coming in today and yeah. having you on hope Thank everybody you, enjoyed the episode episode 19 will be out thursday uh what is this june 15th uh 8 p.m and it'll be streaming on spotify apple podcast and my instagram at talking with tonka all one word mine is at dj tonka underscore all tyler's information will be down below thank you all for tuning in Catch you guys next week, uh, uh, episode 20, and I believe it is DJ Sat1, and he has an intro for the show. I cannot wait. I'll have a musical intro for the show. So make sure you guys check out uh, Tyler's podcast. It'll be out at 8 p.m. and all other episodes. They are out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thank you, guys. Peace.